1: mark was talking about and certainly love to get you hooked up if you want to do it just by the telephone we can do that also and you can give the office a call 618-262-2810 and find out more about that also like i said earlier we do have with us from mount Carmel, illinois prophet tom duggart
2: this way now we're going to start out tonight uh, and it's about the head coverings i want to start out and talk about the beards okay but as i get ready to, to minister this to you I want to say this, that, you know, there are certain ways in which God has always been. You and I are not anything different but unique under that, the fact that we're trying to just once again bring ourselves and bring ourselves into a place where we can enter in. Okay? Now, it's important for us to be able to look back to, and be able to receive things from our forefathers, and I'm going to I'm going to talk about some things as a Jew that I know, things that that uh, that I was taught, the things that I have known, things that I, I want to share with you, things that n- necessarily aren't anything. You know, I talk about traditionally uh, during the time that we have come through of Rosh Hashanah, how that that the Jews know that there's a book that's open that's called the Book of Good Success, and they know if they will fulfill that 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 most important festival, which they're all important, but their name will be written in that book. Well, there's nothing that says that in the, in the Bible, but as I said, there's some reason why the Jews are the richest people on the face of this earth. You can't, you can't, and I, and I'm, not, I'm not making light of it, it's the truth. And, and you and I need to, to understand that, well, if that worked for them, then, then maybe we should try that to see if it'll work for us. I mean, we're not, we're not exactly itching everything down in stone. We're telling you, and and what Donna and I are doing is sharing with you what works for us. The thing that I want you to grasp a hold of as I open this up this evening is the fact that God is a holy God. But what I want to do is to to bring you to a place of understanding. The key is to be blessed. As I said in the beginning, when you look at the church today and you look at this world, there is no separation between them. There isn't any. There's as much sickness and sin in the church as there is out here in this world, which makes it just a little bit tough to try to believe that we can convince people they ought to come to church. However, we have built some big, magnificent buildings and called them churches, and we have drawn a lot of people in. We don't see the power of God's anointing in operation within those organizations, and we don't. It's far been from us. The glory of God has left, and nobody seems to know that it went anywhere. So, so we want to share with you and we want to begin to, to give to you some things that you can understand that work for Donna and I. All right. I, I, I again, and I want to make sure we get this on CD, but it, it's very interesting to me that, best God, that you will trust me to lay my hands on you and your families. You'll trust me to do all the things that I do and then get all out of hand because they're going to start talking about beards and head coverings. Uh, yeah, folks, if you knew how minor this thing is, you wouldn't have wasted this prophet's time. Alright? But you don't, and it's my place to set you straight. And I'm about to do that, whether you like it or you don't like it. Okay, so if you'll turn with me into Leviticus, the 19th chapter. Leviticus 19. And we are going to, we are going to begin here. And let's see what the Lord God is 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 saying here. Leviticus uh nineteen, let me say I'm uh, twenty-six through twenty-eight, says you shall not eat anything with blood, neither shall you use enchantment or observe times, because that's witchcraft. You shall not round the corners of your head, neither shall thou mar the corners of thy beard now what's he talking about here about the corners of the building Wait a minute, Twenty-eight. you shall not make any cuttings of your flesh for the dead nor print any marks upon you i am the lord now so you understand this thing that went across this country in such great big style of tattoos is an abomination to god absolute abomination it should uh, you don't cut you put no no cutting in your flesh all right Now, now what I like to get to back to though is is talking about the the, the corners of the beard. Now, the corners means piha, which means the region or extremity. This is a border or the outline that forms the image, okay? Mar means that which means, it means to decay or to ruin, so you're not to mire in any way uh, or run in any way the beard now it says that 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 it also means to destroy to perish to cast off corrupt and utterly waste and so it says you're not to mar that you're not not to do that it is saying do not utterly destroy the borders of your beard you, you destroy the beard by what by the removal of the hair from your face it creates boldness upon your skin the word baldness is associated with shame and defilement in the scriptures it always is okay so uh, god said that you're not to do that to your beard so if god says you're not to do that to your beard
1: then evidently
2: gentlemen we're to be beards. now let me back up have you ever seen a picture of your forefathers let's say in 1890 1900 19- in 1920, 1930, and probably even up to 1940, you will see two things very noticeable about those generations. Those generations, all the men had beard, and those generations all wore hats. That is an absolute straight derivative from, from bless God, uh, the children of Israel. That was a, it was something that was given, that was carried over. Now. Now, if you if you think about this for a moment, and it doesn't take much thinking, the bless God that those people were trying to get away from. What what have we actually done through the generations? We have just slowly gotten away from the things in which we were. We call that modernization. Okay, that's what we've tried to call it. But it's not it's not becoming modern. What we have done is we have left the things of our forefathers. And we have decided that we are now going to take charge of that, and we're now going to do that which, that which seems right to us, alright? And that's the reason as we we, we talked this afternoon, the, the fellows and I, actually I did all the talking, I shouldn't act like we had a conversation going on, I guess. But as I was ministering this afternoon, you know, we, we have taken these things of God, and we've taken them so far uh, away from what God wants it to be. I mean, the structuring of the family is to folks destruction of your family and understanding the authority and the way God set it in place is just as important to you, bless God, as keeping Sabbath. It's just as important to you. And God looks at these things, and he examines these things, and he looks into the intents and the purposes of a heart. So says his word, right? So he says, you won't mar the corners of your beard. Now, people say, well, you mean I can't cut your beard? You can cut your beard. You don't shave your beard. You don't shave it off. That's what God said. Now, you say, well, I'm not going to do that. Well, you know, for me, it doesn't make a bit of difference what you do. For me and mine, this is what we do do. And And I would strongly suggest, gentlemen, maybe I should talk to the ladies. It seems, well, my husband's not going to wear a beard. Well, then, if you're wearing the pants in the family, stand up. I guess nobody stood up, did they? The Scripture is truth. Everything else is a lie. We don't have anything in this world to go by except what's in that book. Oh yeah, well that you know that, that that's, that's the old testament that passed away. That's good for the church to play the game with, but you know better. Shake your head, I wanna see you all up and down. Okay? And that's what makes a difference in this thing. You and I know better. We know that that bless God that the Old Testament was never done away with, there was no such thing as a New Testament ever written or ever given. It was a continuation. When Christ came to this earth, he was a continuation of a covenant that was called the Everlasting Covenant. And somehow in all that took place, we got all out of hand and said, oh my, we now have a new covenant. That old covenant's passed away, and we don't you know, we don't have to do any of the law any longer, so therefore we can go out and steal. We can go out and, and do all these things, the bless God of uh, false witness, and we can go out and not keep the Sabbath. We can go out and murder. We can go out and, 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 and get into adultery and all this, because that's really what we're saying. Now, folks, I, I'm sorry, but that wasn't nailed on the tree. You still can't do that even... Bless God, as a citizen of this land. And yet we're saying that we, we're now not under the law. What do you think that is? It is the law. That is the law. That's not, bless that's not God, just somebody jacking their jaw up and down. It's the law. Well, then why was the church so stupid? Because the church just got stupid. That's all I can tell you. Because it was simple. They did not want to look like Judah. They did not want to act like Judah. They weren't going to do anything that pertained to Judah. They didn't want nothing to do with the Jews. So they decided they would strike out, and some, some well-meaning people that weren't filled with the Holy Ghost, that were a hakkedish, decided that they would bring all these principles to the forefront, and like a bunch of ducks, we just all got in line, we just followed them, didn't we? Yeah. And nobody dared to stand up and say the king is naked until this Jew boy came along. And now I'm saying the king's naked, and you better get to the book because the answers is in the book. The answer isn't here. The answer is there in the book. It's God. It's not you. It's not me. It's not what I like. It's not what you like. Somebody said, well, yeah, but you look like a real prophet with your beard.
0: <laughs>
2: well, I'm going to tell you something. When I look in the mirror, I see Tom, okay? I don't see a real prophet. I see somebody that's trying. Now, listen to me. I am after the blessings of God. Are you? Amen. And if you are, you must open up your spirits. You must open up your minds, and you must begin to receive and say, Look, you should be quick to say, Well, yes, yes, don't borrow the court. You've got to have a beard. That's really the only scripture I need tonight. But I'm going to give you some more, <laughs> just in case. You should be quick to say, yes, this is another way to be blessed of God. This is another way for God to bring me and my family blessings. Well, I don't think so. My husband's not wearing beard. And like I said, what is that? That's Jezebel. That's Jezebel deciding that, that there's going to be, well, of course, if that's the way your wife has been, they already overthrew the, the structure of the family. They already put the pants on and are wearing them. They've already made enough decisions they think they're running the place. And my thing is, tell Jezebel to shut up and get in the back seat. You're about to drive, men. You're about to take your rightful place. And if you can't take your rightful place, then God help you. Okay? God help you. Well, let's go on. Now, uh, Leviticus 19. Oh, good. We don't have to change there. 1 and 2. And it says... And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto all the congregation of children of Israel, and saying to them, You shall be holy, for I am the Lord uh, your God, am holy. So God is saying what? He said, I'm holy. I want you to be holy. Is this part of holiness? Look at my head. Yes, it is. Now, let's think about this for a minute. When I go to Israel, or I go to any of the Orthodox communities here in the United States, in New York, in Chicago, And when I go, I wear the apparel, and no one ever comes up and does anything less than me and said, Shalom, Rabbi. Why? Because I look like them. I am a Jew. I look like a Jew. And when I put on the apparel that the Orthodox wears, what does that make me? It makes me a Jew. Do you realize when you wear a beard and you conform your lies to this stuff, Do you realize that God is honoring that? What God is trying to say here, brothers and sisters, He set the Sabbath and He and He set the Sabbath and He said this about the Sabbath. He said, So that all the world will know that you are mine. There's no other religious organization on the face of this earth that keeps Shabbat except his. So when you keep Sabbath, you're saying, God, I am yours, you are mine. And the whole world knows I am because I keep Sabbath. It, pretty slick of God thinking about that, isn't it? I mean, he's a little smarter sometimes than some of us want to give him credit for I think. But the fact of it is, he knows everything. Now, then, then, then God is, is coming about, and God is saying, okay, you keep Sabbath, and everybody's going to know you. Do you want to know another way? There was not another group of people at that time within Israel that wore beards. It was another way to distinguish those men, as being who, Israelites. You could look at them. You can know who they are. When you're in when you're in New York, you go into the community. You see them with their keffis. You see them. Best God don't go down the street dressed in the the, the Jewish thing with the big the big black hats that they wear yeah, and the beards. And best God and even and, and we're not going to get into this. So don't 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 worry. We're not going to have curly cues on the side of our heads. Okay. Let me tell you how fortunate you are. I am an Orthodox Jew. I'm not going to take you into legalism. Why? Because it stinks. But let me tell you what does happen in some of this movement. In some of this movement, people think that they've got to run around, bless God, and the organization says, ladies, you will wear those head coverings 24-7. And they're doing it. Men, you will wear a kippah 24 7 and they're doing it now let me ask you this question in your neighborhood where you live if you was to start wearing guys a kippa if you were to start wearing girls a, a head covering a full head covering and you went out into your neighborhood what would they think of you not much would they you would be a gazing stock and they would laugh at you and you say, well it's to the glory of god Wait a minute, we're trying to draw that group into this thing. What good's it going to do to go out here and, and make a gazing stock and somebody to point their fingers and, and talk all manner about us when, bless God, we're trying to get the message to them. They're not going to hear the message for the way you look. Can somebody understand that? And that's the reason that we have to be careful with this thing and not get get it so completely out of perspective that it's done no good. Now I want you to see something, and I did this last night. Now the Bible talks about the tassels, doesn't it? Now I'm see that. There's four of them. There's four of them. There's four of them. Do you see me? Do you see me out here running around with my tassel showing? Look at me! I'm a Jew. Do you? No, you know why? Because, bless God, you're probably the same thing. I'm not trying to run those people off. Besides that, do you know what this is about? This is, says it's to remind me. It doesn't say anything about reminding you about anything, does it? Come on. Let's get down to where we live here, folks. Yes, I wear tassels. I've always worn tassels. Why? Because that's the command. Now, do I have to make a spectacle out of myself to make a point to you? No, I don't. This is between me and my God, and he honors what I do. Anybody understand it? He said, so it will be a reminder to you. Again, it didn't say anything for it to be a reminder to you. It's to me. My tassels remind me. Your tassels remind you. Let's talk about something for a moment. With the Orthodoxy, do they wear do they wear talits, the women? No, they don't. Do the young girls, uh, just the married women, wear head coverings? Yes, they do because you're not, they don't want your head to be covered until you are what? You're married. And we're going to talk somewhat about that this evening. But the key in understanding that is really rather simple. If the head's not covered, they're available. If it is covered, they're taken. Just that simple. A woman's glory is her what? Her hair. All right. So, uh, so, that, and that's the reason I want you to to to, be, to understand that. Bless God. Am I ashamed? Again, am I ashamed? No, I'm not ashamed of this. I'm not ashamed one iota of what I do with these with these uh, these tis-tis. Not a bit. That it's it's a way of life for me, and that's the reason I said it needs to become a way of life for you. Is it all right for you guys to wear titties? Yes, it is. All right, we're not the orthodox. In fact, what I want you to, to get down into your spirits and hearts, we are Ephraim, and that's the reason that I am, that, uh, that uh, and it's okay to wear these keppas are convenient because they're not full hats. The, the key is a covering. You can wear a hat for a covering. Now, isn't that different if you go into a Christian church, they ask you to remove your hat, don't they, gentlemen? You go into a Jewish synagogue, and they won't let you in without okay. a head covering, gentlemen. Who's right? Well, it depends on who's, who you're following, what doctrine you're looking at, where that's all at, see. Uh, so let's, let's go to, to Leviticus 20, 22. Leviticus 20:22. 20, it says, and I'm going to go down through 26 here. You shall therefore keep all my statutes and all my judgments, and do them, that the land whether I bring to you dwell therein, spew you not out, and you shall not walk in the manner of of, of the nation, which I cast out before you, for they committed all these things, and therefore I bore them. But I have said unto you, You shall inherit their land, and I will give unto you uh, to possess it a land that floweth with milk and honey. I am the Lord your God which have separated you from other people. Now, you need to underline that. We are not like them. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you look like the world today? You look around this room, and you don't look like the world today. All right? You therefore put difference between between beasts and unclean, between unclean fowls and clean. And you shall not make your soul abominable by beast, nor by fowl, nor by manner of living thing that creepeth on the ground, which I separate you as unclean. And you shall be holy unto me, for I am holy and have uh, severed you from other people, that you should be mine. Now, the severing, and I think that this is important, the severing, God had to make a way that, that he took us away, again, where when people looked at us, they knew. They absolutely knew. They absolutely understood that, bless God, that we didn't look like the rest of them. We want the rest of them. And you're not the rest of them. You are a peculiar people unto God. And we need to start realizing that, that, that this, it, this is a great opportunity. This is something that the people say, well, why do you do that? Because I belong to God. Why don't you do that? Okay, why don't you do that? I do this because I'm His, I, and, and I want people to understand that. Yes, I do this not to be different. I do this because why? Because I love Him. I want to serve Him, and I want the blessings of my Lord and my God. We should all want those blessings to come upon us. Let's do Leviticus uh, 21. Leviticus 20, well I am 21, 1 through 6. Actually, I was in 21. 1 through 6, 21. And the Lord said to Moses, Speak unto the priests, the sons of Aaron, and say unto them, There shall none be defiled for the dead among, among his people, but for his kin that is near unto him, that is for his mother, and for his father, and for his son, and for his daughter, and for his brother, and for his sister, a virgin, that is nigh unto him, which hath no husband, for her may he be defiled. But he shall not defile himself, being a chief man, among his people to profane himself. They're talking about the priests. Now listen, they shall not make baldness upon their heads, neither shall they shave off the corner of their beard, nor make any cuttings in their flesh. Now this is the second time that we're reading this. All right. Again, you need to underline that. Then now uh, I'm, I'm going to. Uh, this was the priesthood, but when Yeshua came along, he's he began to very specifically tell us something that we now have become priests of our home. We now had entered into the priesthood. So you can extend that, and that's not, that's not stretching the Scripture into that. Sixth verse. And they shall be holy unto the God, and not profane the name of the Lord, for the offerings of the Lord made the fire and the bread that the God do offer. Therefore, they shall be holy. Now, I want you to understand what he says here. They shall be holy unto the God, and not profane the name of their God. Do you know how to profane the name of your God, our God? Is to do something contrary to what he's telling us to do it's real simple you don't you don't want to wear a beard then then bless God you're doing something outside of and contrary to what God is saying to do then you say well I don't like to wear a beard or I can't grow a beard there's nothing in there about that oh yes there was somewhere in Thomas 1919 that's me if you can't wear a beard then don't even try I told the story I think today sometime or another can't remember it's all run together about this brother that couldn't grow a beard, and he went out and got some hair and glued it on. he came come to me, and he said, What do you think? And I said, That don't count. So the time he pulled out that all around, I think he pulled out a lot of the hair that was in there before that wasn't there then. Yeah, he had a terrible time growing a beard. Now, he finally got that done about three or four years later. But see, the idea is not whether your beard looks like this, like some of the other beard. The fact is that you're growing it because it is a command. He said, you know, Deckard, if you had talked about this first, I wouldn't even come. Probably that's the reason God didn't have me talk about it first. All right. <laughs> God, God is always trying in His own way to, to to hook us, okay, to get us involved, and say, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you one or two things, and and now I'm coming over these one or two things, and you're looking at it, and you're saying, woo, woo, but you know what? You know this would take. Now, girls, how tough is it? that you're responsible for wearing covering upon your head to come into one service a week, no more than two, an hour to two hours at a time once a week. Now what is the gripe? Come on, what is the gripe about it? Well because I well, y- that's all you can say. That's all that you that's the only thing you can say about it. You well, I don't look this pretty. We're going to get to that. Okay? Listen to me. That's part of the deal. See, the reason the Muslim, the Western, the Eastern world hate us the way they do is because the Western women are abominations to them. The way that they dress, the way that they look. See, a woman is not the dress to be lust for. And my Lord and my God, you want to talk about it, just get yourself downtown somewhere, even this little town here, and you're going to see women Walking along that want to be lusted after or for, that's not what that's about, and that is an abomination to the Lord God too. By the way, you see, God devised a way, and God devised reasoning within that, and said, "Boys and girls, this is the way it is. This is the way you know. This is the way it's it's going to take place." Now, if you will be so, oh wait, I got a little something to to, to read here. Uh, only something holy can be profaned or defiled. So the beards are what? They're holy. Ezekiel talks about profaning the sanctuary and, and, and the Sabbath day. What's that? Same type of a thing. Beards are included in that. Believers, uh, believers are holy when we are a, a holy priesthood, and our bodies are holy temples. If you eat pork, we defile the temple of, 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 the, of the Holy Ghost. Uh, now, by the way, get ready. We will do the kosher laws here. That will throw you. Um, but that's not as tough as you think it is either. In fact, it's, uh, it's a, don't worry, ladies, you don't have to have two refrigerators, you don't have to have two stoves, you don't have to have two sets of dishes, all right? But we will teach you what those kosher laws about so you can be healthy. Now, let me say again, now wait a minute, the Jews are the healthiest, and they're the wealthiest people on the face of this earth, and they don't even have Jesus Christ, As the most part, for their Savior. Now, folks, there's a reason why. They're so wealthy, and there's a reason why they're so healthy. They just do what God says to do in the book. Now, I realize they're not getting into the kingdom without Yeshua, without without Jesus, but bless God, while they're here on this earth, they're having everything that we as the church haven't got. They have got everything that you and I think that we're going to get because we're Christians. We get all those blessings, hallelujah, Brother Deckard. We're walking in the blessing. Well, be careful and don't stumble over them. Okay? We don't have so many of them. You're willing to give one to the neighbor here. Don't, don't, don't do that, alright? But you see, that's what I'm going in. If we create boldness on, on our, on our faces, we defile the temple of what? Of Yahweh. You're defiling the temple. And you're defiling the only temple. Now, in, in Leviticus 26, I'm sorry, 21, I'll, stay with me. I'm, I'm getting there. That's twenty one all right? 16, 21:16. 16. Here we go. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron, saying, Whosoever he be of the seed in, in their generations that, that hath any blemish, let him not approach to offer the bread of, of, of God. For whoso, whatsoever man he be that hath a blemish, he shall not approach a blind man, a lame man, or he that a flat nose, or any <laughs> I wondered about that, and any other thing superfluous, or a man that is broken footed, or broken handed, or a crooked back, or a dwarf, or that hath blemish in his eye, or be a uh, scurvy, or or, or or scabbed, or hath his stone broken. No man hath uh, hath a blemish, or the seed of Abraham, of Aaron the priest shall come nigh to the offering. Uh, offer the offering of the Lord made before. he hath a blemish, he shall not come nigh to offer the bread of his God. He shall eat the bread of his God, both of the most holy and of the holy. Only he shall not go into the veil, nor come nigh unto the altar, because he hath a blemish, and hath profaned not any sanctuary, or not my sanctuary, for I, the Lord, do sanctify them. Now, is cutting, cutting a beard uh, would be considered a blemish. Out is uh, I think that the thing here that you realize that as it was written to the priesthood that they were trying to say that uh, by that point in time it was automatically known that the priest, blessed God grew the beards, then the people grew the beards. Okay, and I don't know where I'm going to be able to get to that tonight, but there, and I hope I can. Let me see if it's in the in the in the here. Yeah, I, I think it is. Uh, But but when you begin to look at where God brought this thing, He He said, "Look, if you're in defilement, what happens? You can't be blessed. There are penalties. In fact, you know, when we get to get to be with the Lord, I'm sure that all of us are going to find out that we were penalized for some really stupid things. Most of us are going to try to play this game. But God, I didn't know. You need to read the Scripture. We are responsible for what we are taught." and we are responsible for what we're not taught that's in the book. See, we're in a unique place. We are at the end of the Gentile age. Being at the end of the Gentile age is going to usher in exactly what God wrote and said that he was going to do in the last days. He was going to put back together the the ten lost tribes that were driven out of, of the northern kingdom of Israel and bring them back home. But he wasn't going to do that until... We came to the completion of what we call the time of the Gentiles, which is what? The church. And, and people said, well, you mean the church is going to be raptured or God's going to destroy the church? No, no. No, no. Listen, we came to the end of the Catholic Church, too. Is there still a Catholic Church? The Lutheran, the Presbyterian, the Baptist, the Methodists, huh? the Pentecostals, the Charismatics. Are they still there? Yes, they're still there. But God has moved and transitioned us beyond that to line us up for what he's getting ready to do that he's not done. We had 2,000 years of what we call the time of dispensation of grace, and what that just simply means, 2,000 years to get things right. What were we to get right? We were to get right that connection between us and the Father through the Son and to get the thing put together as who the Gentiles really are. Now, who the Gentiles really are was that which was, you could say was lost and undone, but thanks to what God has done through somebody like me and people like me, we now have raised the question, brought uh, numbers upon numbers upon numbers of undeniable scriptures that people will understand that, yes, we have entered in. And, and all of us can say the same thing. Well, I didn't see it before, but I do now. Do you know why? It's time now to see it. See, before it wasn't time. Now it's time. God has now opened our eyes, opened this up. Now we understand. Okay, now, let me uh, let me go to uh, um, Ezekiel 44.20. Now, bear with me here, 44.20. Now, it says, Neither shall they, I'm in 44.20, Neither shall they shave their heads, nor, nor suffer their walks to go long, they shall only pull their heads. In other words, in order to pull their head, I mean they'll just cut. the hair is cut, all right, but it's not going to be shaved. Now also it says something here about rocks, doesn't it? It says here that they're not going to, that they're not going to do that. Well, that's the difference when you come to the orthodoxy, and what you've got to understand about the orthodoxy, which most people that can't understand that are church people, the orthodoxy, Bless God live by what's called the Talmud. Now, I've talked a little bit about that before. The Talmud is not the Torah, which is the writings of Moses and the the prophets. The Talmud is the writing of the scribes, the writings of of the rabbis. Uh, It would be no different than us talking about the writings of Paul, all right? And and they get very uh, dogmatic, to say the least, about what they believe, what they, you know, what you're to do this, you're to do that. And that becomes so complicated that you can't even begin to live it without living, uh, thinking you're in sin all the time. That's the reason that God uh, set this thing up so that we can understand. You live the Torah, okay? So you're not, you're, you know. Again, the rules are there. Let's go. Look, let's do that. First Corinthians eleven, fourteen. I'm going to go back over in the Old Testament here in a minute, but I want to want to touch something in here. First Corinthians. I think I said 11, did or not? Okay. Now here's how rough it got this afternoon. I lost about five pages of my Bible, just hanging on by thread, and I smacked my Bible, and I, well, got to glue that up with some Elmer's when I get home. Now there's somewhat of anointing that goes with that. Pray for me. Because uh, <laughs> I'm losing my pages. <laughs> I told them I'm going to just stick it in the back, and when I need it, I could draw it out, okay? I, People say, well, once you get a new Bible? I don't want a new Bible. I'm doing just fine with one of God. First Corinthians 11:14 says, Doth not even nature itself teach you that if a man have long hair, it is a shame unto him. Now, nature teaches us, all right? Are you saying we're not to have long hair? Uh, well, yeah, the, the rule of that day was not, bless God, that people didn't have a barbershop to go to. And to what that was, we're not going to argue about that. I'm not even concerned about whether you have long hair or you don't have. That's something you'll have to seek out with God because it's not given in in a matter of inches or whatever it is that we're to have placed upon our head. So we're not we're not going to get in that. Go to Second Samuel, Second Samuel ten. The whole thing is so interesting because God has and, and listen. What I want you to do I want you to go home and study, and I want you to get your concordances out and I want you to begin to to, to see what God is, is doing this, Second uh, Samuel 10, 4 and 5. Wherefore, Hanan took David's servant and shaved off one half of their beards and cut off their garments in the middle, even, in their, uh, even to their buttocks, and sent them away. When th- then th- they told it to David, he sent to meet them because the men were greatly ashamed. They were humiliated it says in the margin and uh, and the king said tarry at jericho until your bids birds be gone and they they returned in other words they weren't allowed to even come back into jerusalem until their beards. now why did they shave off half their beards to humiliate them because they knew that blessed god that part of who they were were beards. They that part signified the fact that they belonged to yahweh the living god Israel, if those people, the enemies of Israel, was never afraid of Israel. They were afraid of the God of Israel. So in order to humiliate those people, the best thing they can do is just shave off half, if you can imagine, having half your beard shaved off. And here they were coming back in, and David said, I'm way to Jericho until those things grow out. He didn't want them there in the holy city. He didn't want them there. Uh, defiling themselves and, and, and even even Israel herself. let's go to, let's go to acts twenty one acts twenty one acts twenty one twenty three Do therefore this that we uh, may say to thee, we have four men which have a vow on them. they've taken a vow. Then take the purity and purify thyself with them and be at charges, with them that they may shave their heads. Now this is Nazarite vow, and all may go that those things whereof they are informed concerning thee are nothing. But thou, but that thou thyself also walkest orderly and keepest the law. Wait a minute. What? Why is he saying keep us the law here? I thought we were being taught we don't have to keep the law. That Paul's kind of a rascal, isn't he? One minute he tells you you can't, the next minute he tells you you do. The church said, Paul said, you don't. Now, it can't be all of them. It's not, it's see, again, it's not A, B, C, D, or none of the above. And again, I hope that we're putting it to sleep, and I think we're going to do some more here as we go along with scene. 25, as touching the Gentile which believe, we have written and concluded that they observe no such thing, save only that they keep themselves from things offered to idols, and from blood, and from strangled, and from fornication. Then Paul took them in and the next day, purifying himself with them, entered into the temple to signify the accomplishment of the days of purification until they had offered, until the offered, until that offering should be offered for every one of them. So what's Paul done? Paul took them out, purified himself with them. Now again, why would Paul be doing that stuff if we've been released from the law? Well folks, it don't make a lot of sense, does it, when you have to go back and you know, as I say, eating humble pie is not a lot of fun. We've all had to do that, and, and in my case, I may have to do that again and again and again and again. But the fact of it is, the church is teaching you wrong. See, I, you know, when I, when I look at this, and, and, and I said, I think this afternoon, the fact that some people say, well, now, I'm not going to go beard and I'm not going to wear a head covering, all right? I'm not going to do that. But at the same time, did you go back and, and offer to have your pastor walk outside and you punch him in the nose because he had you cursed because you didn't keep Sabbath? No, didn't do that. Did you Did you happen to want to take pastor out and maybe pat him on the top of the head in a rough way because, bless God, but somehow the church decided to have Easter and God said to keep Passover? No, you didn't do that, did you? But you're willing to do what with this prophet? You're willing to come around and come down on me because I'm giving the word of God, saying, cover your heads, grow your beards. That makes sense to me. What's that all about? Oh, it's deep. It gets real deep. It involves the powers of darkness. It involves, bless God, uh, not understanding that the Lord God is trying to count who's his and trying to bring forth those that are his. This thing is going to change, folks, just the raising your hand to volunteer to be a Christian is not going to be enough in the days that are coming to the face of this earth. As I said, the 91st Psalm never has belonged to the church, and the church can't even even in any way, shape, or form uh, tell you that it ever has worked or show you that it has worked. It belongs to the law. It belongs to those of us that have kept the law through these years. That's where the protection lies. The protection does not lie because you're a Christian and, oh, the blood of Jesus. I've told you, and I'm going to have to do that study. The blood of Jesus Christ only was shed to get you to heaven. It's not a protection. Oh, I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. Well, if you are, it's only to get you to heaven. Okay? It's not It's not to bless God. You, and, 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 again, where did all this teaching come from? Who Who devised all this stuff? Well, I'm not sure who it came from and who devised it, but I am sure that the church overall shook their head and said amen to it because we wanted to somehow, as ministry, sell you on the idea that, bless God, that you were all protected here. You don't have to, you don't have to, you know, nothing's going And then all this hell came down, and I'm standing there going, well, what happened to the 91st Psalm in this case? What happened to all the people over in Indonesia? The Christians, Holy Ghost-filled Christians, they all died. Where's the 91st Psalm in that case? Where was the 91st Psalm down in in New Orleans when all that happened? Now, either God's God and the protection of God's there, or let's find another God, let's do something different, or let's change our whole theory about God. In my my case, we're going to change our theory. We're going to go back, correct this stuff, and the 91st Psalm, when the plagues come, are going to pass over us, and no sickness is going to come nigh our dwellings. Now, to me, that's exciting. To me, that's enough to make me want to do. Now, listen, everything that I think God's suggesting to do, I want to do. I want to do that. Why do men why, why, why do men wear head coverings? To humble ourselves. That's what head coverings are. And it can be a hat. It can be a big hat. It can be a, a, a kippah. All right? A uh, uh, but it is humiliation, humiliation to show that there is a God. And it is also another reminder to us that there is a God over us. And when you are covered, you are doing that and bringing that to remembrance to, you, to yourself. That so yes, I've, I, I, it humbles me to know that he's the living God, that I, that I, 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 am, I am not worthy of him. But he made me worthy through his son, and through his uh, the, the, the power of his word. with the prophets of Moses, he made us worthy. Uh, let me. Uh, the reason that God allows boldness is an Nazarite vow, which they were talking about there. Leprosy or infection on the head, or death of a relative. All right. Now, people uh, shaving can shave dead at that time uh, through that shave their beards, shave their heads, even uh, shaving uh, for any other reason would defile the person and profane Yahweh's name. And that's important. Uh, to have his name profaned, he doesn't take lightly. Isaiah, third chapter. Isaiah, third chapter. Uh, starting with 16 and 17. It says, Moreover, the Lord said, Because the daughters of Zion are haunty and walk with stretched forth necks and wanton eyes, walking and menacing as they go and making a tinkling with their feet therefore the Lord will smite with a scab the crown of the head of the daughters of Zion and the Lord will discover their secret parts oh boy now we're going to get down to it girls where it's not going to get funny okay maybe I should sit down maybe (laughs) so if you start throwing things I can get under the table no (laughs) no I'm not expecting you to throw things now 24, all right, jump over 24. Now, you need to read all that. Therefore, as the fire devours the stubble and the flame, now I'm in the right one, aren't I? No, I jumped to 4 here. I'm supposed to be in Isaiah 3. I'm sorry, now in 24. And it has come to pass that instead of sweet smell, there shall be a, a stink. And instead of a, 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 a girl, a rent, and instead of a well-set hair, baldness, and instead of a, a stomacher, a, a, a guided of a, and grinding of sackcloth, I'm sorry, or girding, I'm sorry, a sackcloth and burning instead of a beauty, uh, what he's talking about here is the fact that it was, it is an abomination to God to to get in a position where, bless God, that they have become and have a haughty attitude. He said, what's going to happen to them? They're going to have boldness and they're going to have shame. They're going to have boldness and they're going to have shame. God does not want us to look like everyone else, all right? He's not going to permit us to look like everyone else. And uh, in this next section, I'm going to go back into and talk about the shame and the way that women are dressed. Now, uh, to, to, to begin, I guess, into that, it would be easy to say to you, it's a little hard, fellas, to lust after a woman's body if all you can see is her eyes. Right? You can't tell whether they're skinny. You can't tell whether they're fat. You can't tell whether their hair is beautiful or their hair is ugly. You can't tell whether they've got pock marks on their face or that their skin is creamy and, and, and luscious. That's the reason. See, that, that's, that's the reason that the Muslim... Do what they do, because they know that it is a sin for a woman. They know this. They understand this. Why? Well, they're you know they 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 all springs of 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 Ishmael, and bless God, they they don't want their women lusted after. They don't want their women causing men to lust after them. So if it's all covered up, no lust. Well, now, if you're suggesting we get one of those burkas and we get into that, you have lost me, then you've lost all of us because I'm leaving too, all right? <laughs> but what I want to point out here is that, that we must entertain the idea uh, of what God is saying, that, that he wants you to dress in a way that men cannot, ladies, rest for you. Now, let me ask you this. If your hair is long, and we're going to get to this in this next this segment here about the head coverings for the ladies, what you're actually doing is that's what it was all about. If your hair showed, that's what they believed that caused men to lust after the women was their long, beautiful hair. That's the reason they had their hair and head covered. Now, uh, Yeshua had a beard. If it was good enough for him, guess what? It's good enough for this old boy. All right. Now let's close. I think I'm closing this section out uh, in Galatians 6. Galatians 6. Galatians 6:16. 6, it said, "And as many as walk according to this rule, what is that rule? It's the law. Peace, peace be on them, and mercy, and upon the Israel of God. And and uh, you know there again, it it, it isn't." It isn't, bless God, anything except what you do and what you understand to have done when it comes to the things of God. Again, when you look at that and you examine it, and you begin to realize that, dear God in heaven, Yeshua himself had a beard, Moses had a beard, and, and you and I are, are not in a position to be able to do what? Well, if you want to be blessed, grow a beard. If it, you know, if you get, if it grows and you say, well, this didn't make a difference to, to me or anything else, cut it off. All right. The only people in this organization that I'm going to absolutely require to have beards, if they want to be part of it, are going to be the ministry. I believe because you're priests priest of your home, then bless God, then you just need to try to do whatever you've got to do. But if you're a priest, you ought to have a beard. Okay. And I believe, again, I believe if you go back in, in the 1800s, late 1800s right on up into about 1940 and through there, you're going to find that the heads were covered and the beards were on the men here in America and all over Europe and all over the world. There was something that, that drew us away from that. We tried to call it what? We tried to call it uh, working uh, uh, modernization. Well, I greatly doubt that was a case, but it, it became. Now, let's just talk about head coverings Let's go to First Corinthians eleven. First Corinthians eleven. And I will try bless God to get through this. Eleven, the fourth verse. Now, I like to open this up with this because it's really neat because it says every man praying or prophesying, having his head covered, dishonoreth his head. Okay? Now, but every woman that prayeth or prophesy with her head uncovered dishonoreth her head, for this is even all one, as if she were shaven. Uh-oh. Now, when Paul wrote these letters, and I think, I think it's something that, that we, you really need to grasp hold of, Paul wrote these letters to these different churches because they needed to be corrected. These are letters of correction to these people. Now, the thing about the thing about uh, Israel, they had come out of the Babylonian exile, and bless God, they loved to do the things in which the Greek had done. Now the Greek, for a head covering, men and women, was covered all the way from here, with a veil that came down in their face. Men wore those two when they came out of, the, out of the exile. And what Paul is saying, and we're going to get to more of this, is that men are not to veil themselves. They're not to veil themselves. He's not saying they're not to cover their head. He's saying they're not to veil themselves. And, and you know, that was one of the things that, that when, I, when I began to, 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 bless God, to understand that these customs avails uh, uh bless god they they love to do that kind of stuff they they love to get themselves involved in it but now now in that next verse in that next verse, let me make sure I know where I'm going here so when when I get back around there i will have I will have gotten there um, in the next verse down now let's see that that I gave you uh we did uh first corinthians eleven oh, I'm on the wrong side of the book uh starting in four and I did five all right. Let's do six. For if the woman be not covered, let her also be shorn, but if it be a shame for a woman to be shorn or shaven, let her be covered. So he's said, You better be covered. For a man indeed ought not to cover his head, for as much as he is the image of the glory of God. Now this covering here and folks I'm sorry that you're not Jews and you can't read and interpret Hebrew out of Greek. All right, I'm sorry. But that's what this is about. He is telling the men, don't veil your face. Not that, that, that was their head covering when they came back. Got, but the woman is the glory of the man, for the man is not of the woman, but the woman of the man. And girls, you need to understand that. Neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. For this up the woman to have power on her head because of the angels. And most of you here know that. Nevertheless, neither is the man without the woman, neither woman without the man in the Lord. And that's just the way and the fact in which God has done, will do, and always has going to take place. Because why? Because God wants us to understand that. He wants us to, He wants us to get uh, understanding to realize. Your hair, the Bible, now we're not going to get into all this, so you're going to do some studying. I think most of you have been uh, taught about Hair, being your glorious women, right? Okay, but what most of you don't know is that if you have cut your hair, then in the eyes of God, he deems you might as well go around naked. I'm going to show you in the Bible. That's what God says. That's the reason that I say don't cut your hair. Well, you need to get through. I'm going to get the scripture here realizing something if you become an abomination to god ladies because you have cut your hair then in his eyes you're walking you might as well be walking around naked because that's the way he sees that kind of shame. in other words that's the kind of glory that he has put upon your head upon your hair you don't want to defile that must be big time stuff when god starts saying look you you you've cut your hair you've cut your glory you might, you, you might as well walk naked down Main Street. Now listen to me as walk down Main Street with your hair cut.
1: Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website, www.JewishProphet.com, and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing, taught every day, every week. Folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material, because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer requests to cradle at Jewishprophet.com we'll be praying for your prayer requests. Shalom until tomorrow and remember, with God, all things are possible.